This is Frankie De Jesus. You are listening to Eye of the Storm, a Wildstorm Comics fan podcast. Episode 3. Let's get wild. Before we start, I'd like to give a warm thank you to Raging Bullets, Jim Segalin and Sean Whelan from RagingBullets.com. I emailed them asking them to listen to my show and just give me feedback and some pointers on what I could do since I'm very new at this. They emailed me back saying that they'll give me a spot on their show. They'll give me a promotion on their show, which I thought was very generous of them. And they did it. They gave me actually two spots on their show. And since then, there's been a lot of listeners. And I know if you're listening right now, you're probably a Raging Bullets fan. And thanks for listening. I would also like to extend a thank you out to listeners that have given me feedback. One in particular is Neil Gray, a.k.a. Red Lantern on the CGS forums. Um, he's someone who's been very honest with his opinion, very outgoing with it, and that's something I really appreciate. Like I said, I'm very new at this, this is a very new show, so your feedback is something I'm very dependent on. Whether it's good or bad, I appreciate it. Um, if you do have any feedback you'd like to share, I've set up, um, forums at ning.com. You could go to the wednesdaysociety.ning.com and just sign up and just give me your comments on the forum there. There's a category there just for Eye of the Storm, but the WednesdaySociety.ning.com is not just for this podcast. If you want to talk about other comic books, DC, Marvel, Independent, you have a forum there as well for that. I would also like to take a minute to give some show updates. Eye of the Storm is now on PodcastAlley.com, so if you want to look for us on there, leave a comment or vote for us. We're also on ComicSpace.com. Where you can find us at um, www.comicspace.com forward slash Eye of the Storm. And like I said before, I've set up a forum at ning.com where you can find it at the Wednesday Society.ning.com and just sign up and just join the forum. I would also like to take another minute to talk about the website and basically how I'm going to be using that site. You can find the website at Eye of the Storm Podcast.blogspot.com. How I'm going to be using this is basically whatever news I can find out there on the web or interviews, I'm basically going to be posting it on the website. I'm also going to be writing my own columns. Right now, I have a column called The Drizzle, and basically, what that's going to be is my musings as I read Wildstorm Comic Books for the month. They're going to be for the month prior because I get my books from DCBS once a month. And it's basically going to be one sentence reviews and comments about what I liked or what I didn't like of that month's comic books. For the rundown, we start off with the forecast where I bring you WonderCon 08 news and also the Almanac where I read off the Wildstorm solicitations, also the CMX solicitations. And after that, we have a new segment called Into the Wild, where we go over Wildstorm's Armageddon, first part, Midnighter Armageddon. I'd also like to say that the sound quality might not be so great in this episode, because for part of it, I had to use my iRiver to record it. 
So part of it may sound a little bit muffled, but you should be able to understand it. This is the forecast. This is where I bring you the news and upcomings of the Wildstorm universe. Today's forecast comes from WonderCon 08 in San Francisco. The Wildstorm panel was hosted by Bob Wayne, who introduced the panelists, editor Scott Peterson, Kurt Busiek, and J.J. Kirby, and Jim Lee, of course, came in late. First up, they talked about the DC Wildstorm crossover, Dream War. Editor Peterson promised that the DCU multiverse will not play any role in the series, meaning it won't involve DCU's 52, which is interesting since Wildstorm is Earth 50. I'm interested to see how Giffen plays that in, or doesn't play that in. They spoke about Gen 13's next story arc, saying that the kids will be in the fight of their lives. It's written by Simon Oliver, with art by Carlo Barberi. They talked about a series I'm really interested in, is The New Dynamics, which starts in March, written by Alan Warner, and art by J.J. Kirby. It was stated that the miniseries is a, should be a really fun book, with heroes set in the Bay Area. The thrust of the book is to explore the lesser known heroes of the Wildstorm universe. Heroes that I remember like Brass, Union, Grey Malkin, Sword of Democles, and others. The miniseries Number of the Beast starts in April, featuring a group called the Paladins. The panel said huge permanent ramifications are in store for the Wildstorm universe after this series is done. B. Claymore of Hawaiian Dick fame brings Casey Blue Beyond Tomorrow to Wildstorm. It's about a normal high school student who suddenly murders a stranger to stop a full-scale invasion of Earth. I'll be picking this one up. CMX, a Wildstorm manga division, will produce Batman Death Mask by Yoshinori Natsume. It's described as a, a an original manga by authentic mangaka. Mr. Nasumi. It's starring Batman set in the present day with flashbacks covering Batman's martial arts training that might have set off major trouble for Gotham City in current day. In June, Wildstorm will publish the first Ex Machina hardcover collecting issues 1 through 11 of Brian K. Vaughn and Tony Harris's acclaimed series. Astro City The Dark Age Volume 3 will resume after February's Astro City The Dark Age Special number 2 when enough pages have been completed so there are no delays when it's released. The next Astro City character special is Astra from the first family. It was pointed out that the last time we saw Astra she was a 10 year old girl but since Astro City moves in real time she's 18 and just starting college. May sees the release of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Raising Cain by Bruce Jones and Chris Gugliotti. World of Warcraft is turning out to be a surprise hit with multiple sellouts already announced. When asked about the future of Welcome to Tranquility, it was assured that there is a new project in the works, but it's still too early to talk about. 
Kurt Busiek announced a new Aerosmith series is coming with a different format. That of a profusely illustrated novel. Similar to that of Neil Gaiman's and Charles Vess's Stardust. And it will tell the story of Fletcher behind not only enemy lines, but behind mystical enemy lines as well. When asked about Wildcats, Jim Lee confirmed that he has the second script, but nothing has been solicited until enough scripts are completed. Big plans are in store for Stormwatch, Authority, and other major characters, but they couldn't say much until after Number of the Beast comes out. The Highwayman creators, Mark Bernardin and Adam Freeman, have, have a new project in 2009, but no details can be given yet. When asked if characters from Ed Brubaker's and Sean Phillips' Sleeper would appear in Number of the Beast, the answer was yes, but that's all they had to say. The future of Desolation Jones is that more will be published when the creative team is able to work on it on a more sustained fashion. While Storm recognizes that Warren Ellis is very busy. Speaking of Warren Ellis, it was confirmed that his final issue should come out by the end of this year. Also confirmed was that Planetary will be collected in one of DC's oversized Absolute Editions. Sad news for Kev fans, Garth Ennis' character. Um, no plans have been discussed yet, but DC is open if Garth Ennis wants to write more. It was confirmed that Gene Ha is working on a new Top 10 series with Xander Cannon. The new top 10 series is called Season 3 and picks up fairly soon after the 49ers graphic novel. When asked about Grant Morrison's The Authority, editor Scott Peterson confirmed that he has spoken with Grant Morrison about the current arc and the following two storylines, but they won't solicit any issues until there's a surplus of scripts. And that's it for the news. Now we move on to the almanac. Okay, this is the almanac. This is where I go over the Wildstorm comic books coming out in the coming months. This is coming from the previews, May solicitations. First up, we have DC Wildstorm Dream War number two. Written by Keith Giffen, art by Lee Garbett and Trevor Scott, covered by Ivan Reyes and Trevor Scott. The so lit reads. Universes collide. Justice League versus the Authority. The Legion of Superheroes versus Stormwatch. And my favorite, the Justice Society versus Tranquility. When opposites meet, chaos reigns. And oddly, this is not this is not solicited in the Wildstorm section. It's in the DC Universe special events. In the Wildstorm section. First up, we have, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, in the 80s, they had a movie called The Lost Boys. It's kind of where we were introduced to the Corys, Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. And recently, they announced that they're making a sequel to that movie called The Lost Boy, The Lost Boys, The Tribe, Wildstorm has decided to make a a comic book to coincide with that movie called The Lost Boys Reign of Frogs 
Rain spelled R-E-I-G-N. It's written by Hans Rodianoff, a Rodianoff, art by Joel Gomez and Don Ho, cover by Jonathan Wayshack. The Solate reads, Before Buffy, before Blade, there was one name that was whispered in fear and awe among the undead. The Frog Brothers. Edgar and Alan Frog, the no-nonsense vampire hunters from the cult film, The Lost Boys, are back with a vengeance in a four-issue miniseries that brings the gap, that bridges the gap between their adventures in the original film and the upcoming feature, The Lost Boys, The Lost Boys, The Tribe, due to be released this summer. Find out what happened since the first film. Brought to you in various shades of crimson by Hans Rodianoff and Joel Gomez. Ooh, a new series that I'm interested in is Casey Blue Beyond Tomorrow. It's written by B. Playmore of Hawaiian Dick fame. Art by Carlo Barberi and Drew Garacy. And the solit for that reads, From the creative genius of B. Claymore and Carlo Barberi comes a dangerous, thrilling, action-packed adventure in which a young woman rapidly comes to terms with her strange, incredible new life. Casey Blue is an average high school senior. She studies, she studies hard with an eye toward college, enjoys extracurricular sports, and likes spending time with friends and family until the moment she savagely murders a stranger with her bare hands, leading to revelations about her role in preventing a full-scale invasion of Earth. The only problem? She has no idea she's humanity's salvation. This sounds very interesting. Moving on. Number of the Beast 3 and 4 Written by Scott Beatty Art by Chris Sprouse and Carl Story, covers by Derek Robertson. The solit for this reads, The end of days has come to the Wildstorm universe, as the paladins fight for their city's very existence against the coming destruction. But when the writers of Apocalypse appear, is the end truly at hand? And what role does the newly returned hero from Wildstorm's past play in the bigger picture? Will he be their savior or their doom? If looking at this cover that they have in the previews, the superhero with the red cape kind of reminds me of a character from Warren Ellis's Change or Die um, Stormwatch storyline. I, f I can't remember the name of that character, but there was a team called the High. Very just... Justice League type of team and he looks like a superhero that was supposed to uh, was supposed to have died in that series it's just sad to see how he lives or how he comes into this story next up we got New Dynamics number 3 written by Alan Warner art by 
J.J. Kirby and Oliver Gnome. Covers by J.J. Kirby and Oliver Gnome. Halo and Rocket track down the site of of Grey Malkin's vision and find something truly horrifying. It seems their new partner, Sword, is part of the plot to destroy the world. Starting with the superpowered beings of the Wildstorm universe. They arrived too late to save the SPBs, but there might be time to save themselves. Moving on, we have Gen 13, number 20, Midnighter, number 19, The Program, number 11, The Program, Volume 1, Trade Paperback, The Secret History of the Authority, Jack Hawksmore, number 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Raising Cain, number 1. Supernatural Rising Sun number two. Supernatural. I like that TV series. This is a series I'm really interested in. I like the first series, Supernatural Origins. This one should be fun as well. Written by Peter Johnston and Rebecca Dessertine. Art by Diego Almos. Covered by Ben Oliver. John Winchester is haunted by his past and fears his future. The death of his wife Mary left him broken, but the revelation that his son Sam might have the connection to the dark world of the supernatural might be too much to bear. Is he willing to sacrifice Dean to protect Sam from a lifetime of horrors? We shall see. World of Warcraft number 7 World of Warcraft volume 1 hardcover Collecting the first story arc. Astral City, The Dark Age, Book 1, Hardcover. With a new cover by Alex Ross. I just found out that CMX is a division of Wildstorm. So I figured I'll go over the main solicitations for CMX for the Almanac as well. First up, we have Flat Earth Exchange, Volume 1. Written and illustrated by Toshimi Nagoshi. In a bleak future, a boy fights to save human history. Next up, we have Steel Fist Riku, Volume 1. Written and illustrated by Yitaro Nishino. Martial arts mayhem and comedy from CMX Flex Comics. Next, we have Teru Teru X Shonen, Volume 2. Written and illustrated by Shigeru Takeo then Go Go Heaven Volume 6 written and illustrated by Kaiko Yamada next we have from Aroka with Love Volume 13 written and illustrated by Yasusuko Oike wow I'm really destroying names in this section of the almanac next we have Musashi number 9 Volume 15 Written and illustrated by Miyuki Takahashi. Next we have Moonchild Volume 11. Written and illustrated by Reiko Shimizu. Next is Young Magician Volume 12. Written and illustrated by Yuri Narushima. Next we have Tower of the Future Volume 11. Written and illustrated by Saki Haiwatari.
Oh boy. And last but not least, we have Crayon Shinchan Volume 3, written and illustrated by Yoshito Usu. And that's it for the Omanac. Remember to bring an umbrella, because it's gonna get stormy. That's what's in your forecast. Forecast. That's what's in your forecast. Lyrical glass that's approaching critical mass. Forecast. That's what's in your forecast. This is a new segment called Into the Wild. This is where I give a quick overview and rundown of Wildstorm comic books past or present to keep you up to date with current events in the Wildstorm universe. For the first Into the Wild we're going to be going over Wildstorm Armageddon. This is the first in a trilogy of events happening now in the Wildstorm universe. You have Wildstorm Armageddon, which leads into Wildstorm Revelations, and then Number of the Beast. The trade for Wildstorm Armageddon is set to be released in April. Wildstorm Armageddon is about six heroes are taken to a post-apocalyptic vision of the Wildstorm universe, so they can learn how they can avert the coming Armageddon. The first issue of this event is Midnighter Armageddon. The title of the story is A Failed World, which I think is a play on words because I believe the first authority storyline was called A Finer World. The writer is Christos Gage, artist Simon Kolebi, colors WSFX, Wildstorm FX, letters Travis Lanham, assistant editor Christy Quinn. Editor Ben Abernathy, covered by Mike McCone and Randy Mayer. We open on the carrier with Midnighter with blood on his hands after having dismembered a Generalissimo and his bodyguards, which is justified after Midnighter explains that he practiced in ethnic cleansing. Soon after, Midnighter is surprised by Void, which is a surprise within itself since he doesn't get surprised. Midnighter recognizes her but before he could confront her she teleports them away. The next two pages is an awesome splash page depicting the carrier destroyed and on top of a post-apocalyptic London. Midnighter's reaction matches your own. My god. Void says it's his future and in true Midnighter fashion he knows why he's there. It is a possible dystopian future created by a disaster he has to avert. Void says she can't fix it this time. How many times has she done this? Is there a story I'm not thinking about? She can't tell Midnighter what the disaster is because she is forbidden. By what? Who knows? Midnighter has to figure out for himself. Which leads to my favorite line of the book. Do I look like some kind of detective? Playing off the fact that he is based on a Batman archetype. Void teleports herself away and Midnighter starts his quest. Midnighter is trekking through a destroyed London. He comes across a carrier and feels remorse after seeing what was done to it. Immediately, Midnighter is ambushed by a trio of post-human intruders. 
true to form, Midnight knows how to react and basically uses one against the other. He leaves one conscious so he can interrogate her. Midnighter finds out that no one is quite sure what happened, but during some Armageddon, the sky crackled with energy and post-humans fought each other, taking out whole cities. We get our first religious term besides the title, Armageddon, when she talks about people disappearing and calls it the rapture. Midnighter finds out that the remaining human survivors of London are being kept in the carrier, giving Midnighter a new mission. He has to stop the other intruders from breaching the reactor, killing all the survivors and leaving London a radioactive crater. Midnighter journeys through the carrier, discovering dead bodies as he passes by. He finds the rest of his teammates fighting the rest of the scavengers. His reaction is touching when he sees Apollo, his husband, is alive. Looking at the authority, you can tell they have been through it. Midnighter jumps right in to help. After pushing back the intruders, Apollo interestingly remembers the Midnighter as from the past. He remembers Midnighter telling them of a possible future they have to prevent. Midnighter learns from Apollo that something shattered the containment field around the baby universe that powers the carrier. The baby universe started to grow two full sizes and two full universes can't coexist. But Jenny Quantum, their daughter, wrapped her arms around the baby universe and took it somewhere else and they haven't heard from her since. The doctor couldn't help during the Armageddon because he's attuned to the earth and every living thing. All the death and devastation happening all at once drove him insane. The engineer doesn't have the global network she has relied on, so she's not what she used to be. Midnighter is the last line of defense. Swift's wings are damaged. Apollo's powers have waned somehow due to the energies released. With the cities destroyed and devastated, Hawksmoor has changed but not sure how. They can't reach other worlds or dimensions or other universes because they are cut off from the bleed. At that moment, one of the scavengers breaches a reactor core so he can use the energies released to pierce the dimensional barrier and go home, not caring if it kills the authority or any of the remaining London survivors. It becomes clear that the only one who can stop that from happening in time is Apollo, at the risk of his life. Apollo and Midnighter have their last kiss goodbye. Mm, yes, if you haven't figured out by now, they are gay. Nothing wrong with that. Apollo takes the reactor and soars to the sun. Before Midnighter could find out if he survived, Void appears to take him back to his own time. Once back, in his own time, he tells the rest of the authority of his trip to the future, but they don't take him seriously. And that's the end of Midnighter Armageddon, part one of the Wildstorm Armageddon series. Since I'm running late on this episode, I'm going to stop it right there. For episode four, we'll go over Welcome to Tranquility Armageddon and Wetworks Armageddon. Then episode five, Gen 13 Armageddon then Stormwatch Armageddon.
Then we'll close for episode 6 with Wildcats Armageddon. Okay, that's it for the show. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback, any comments, please email me at eyeofthestormpc at gmail.com or frankiedejesus at gmail.com or sign up for the forum at thewednesdaysociety.ning.com and if there's anything you'd like me to talk about, any series you're interested in, just let me know and I'll talk about it on the show. Goshi, Yutaro, Nishinu, Kaiko, Yomada, Yamada, Kaiko, Yamada, from Eroka, Yasusko, Oike. Wow, I'm really destroying names. Reiko, Shinizu, Saki, Haiwatari. Saki, Haiwatari. Oh boy. Oh boy. And remember to keep your eye on the storm.